Okay, I think the place to start this morning is to introduce the board members that are here. Unfortunately, for various reasons, uh, three of our board members were not able to attend this conference. And um, that is uh, Daryl Hosford. He's from, from Andrews uh, University area up there. Um, and Daniel LaFlair, who is from Georgia. And uh, Matt Dealey, who is his staff at um, Daystar Academy. And so we've missed them this weekend, and they, they have been watching, I know, the live stream, and they were wishing they were here, but like I say, for various reasons, they couldn't be. But those who are here, let's just make sure, I think you've seen most of us over the weekend, but um, we just want to make sure you know who we are, just so you can approach us and and um, and know that we're here to listen to you. Let's start down at that end. I'm Robert Fair, and I'm the treasurer um, for the association. And tell us where you're from and what... Um, from Springfield, Oregon, or Jasper, Oregon, and um, also with Light Bears Ministry, um, where we're starting a new agricultural program. <clears throat> And I'm also overseeing the publishing department. I'm Alan Seiler I'm from Sulphur, Oklahoma. Um, have a little farm there called Better Together Farm. That it's more of a prototype farm that we're starting up with our family. And uh, I'm just a board member. So, Larry Lesher from Hardinsburg, Indiana. It's about 40 minutes outside of Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, I'm just a board member, too. I'm Darren. I'm Darren Greenfield. I uh, live in, at Weimar, California, at Weimar Institute, and manage the farm there. And I'm John Dysinger. I have a farm in Middle Tennessee. So, um, you know, I was thinking that probably the, the proper term for what we want to have here this morning is is a town hall meeting. Basically, you know, we're here to, to hear from you. And we thought it might be, be good to start with just a little review of, of how this association came about and what has happened over the last couple years. Um, I, I think there's been some mention of it that this this came out of Bob Jorgensen's um, True Education and Agriculture Conferences that he held, I think, for about five years. He held them a couple times in uh, West Virginia at Bob Gregory's Berea Gardens. And then the last two, was it two years at Uchi Pines? <clears throat> In, in Alabama, and out of that, there were there were some who were you know of course with true education and agriculture you can't separate them, you know, um, agriculture is foundational to true education, um, but there was a feeling that some people were wanting more, and and particularly more practical information on agriculture. And so there were a number of us um, all over the country who were feeling a, a burden for, um, for agriculture and having some kind of association where we could come together and network and encourage each other. <clears throat> and so the Lord orchestrated it at the, the Uchi Pines Conference in 2000. 13, right? And, and we had an organizational meeting there and, and formed the association. And, um, and the group elected kind of a steering committee to get it going. And then we met again in 
that was in November. We met the following January and tried to kind of form something a little more concrete, and then it's just grown from there. We had our first conference last fall, and we kind of, um, I, I know you've heard the, the mission statement and the objectives this weekend, but we kind of decided, you know, the, the three ways we wanted to really try to get the message out there. You know, the, the mission statement, again, is to encourage and support all seeking to understand and follow God's plan for agriculture. And um, so we felt like a website and a magazine and a conference, an annual conference, were three ways that we could try to encourage and support this, uh, this movement. So that was our first focus, and, and um, we have a website, I, you sort of, yeah. I, Mr. Hosford now is on. Well, yes, the, the website is going places now. We, we, we're very happy to have Daryl Hosford on the board, and he's kind of taken that initiative, and I... I really think that you will see some exciting changes over this winter. You know, changes happen in the winter because the summer, there's too much else going on. Um, so we have a website under development, and we trust that that's going to become more and more practical and useful. Um, I think many of you have seen, we did put out, and, and when I say we, it was really Daniel LaFlair. He, he took the initiative of the, um, the magazine and came out with an issue, the first issue that I know many people were excited and energized by. And we hope that's just the beginning. But um, again, because of a lot of uh, things going on, um, we've only had the one issue. And now we've had two conferences. So that's kind of... Um, but just the last thing I would say before we open this up here, um, at the last conference, it really hit home to us that we had to really focus more on training <clears throat> and, and particularly young people. You know, there was a lot of interest among the young people and we really started brainstorming about how we could be more involved in training so we've kind of added a fourth initiative and that is some kind of uh, block training or you know we've got a lot of ideas and we'd like to hear from you on how we can um, provide training you know we talked about yesterday the, the reality that everybody's looking for farmers and we don't know where to point them. You know, it's, it's so sad when, when people come up to you and say, I'm looking for a farmer. Can you tell me where I could find a farmer? And we have to say, I'm sorry. I don't know where to point you. I don't know what to tell you. So that's where we are. But where do we need to be? We want to hear from you. Do, do any of you all have something to say first here? I'd just like to comment about the, uh, the need for farmers. I heard that there were seven uh, places looking for a farmer, and Plastico, so that makes eight. And that's actually a small number compared with what's out there. Um, there, is, there is really a huge need. and. Um, We've got to do something about it. So uh, this new initiative is a, is a really important one, I feel, that um, if we're going to meet the need and fulfill God's purpose for agriculture in our schools and institutions, uh, then we really got to address this need. And um, if we carry on the way we are, I think the need is going to increase. There's going to, instead of there being maybe 20 uh, or, or so need for farmers, it could be a hundred, you know, so we've got to get the ball rolling in this direction. I don't want to change the subject because I like the subject. 
But I just wanted to say thanks to all you guys. Everyone that's been here this week that, that took time out of their lives found it important enough to be here. It's an encouragement to us, one. And two, we'll, when we stepped out in faith to, to say we believe this, you know, we could come to this place this size for this price. You know, you are the manifestation of our, you know, the Lord impressing hearts and showing up. So I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you guys. And anybody, if we're live streaming, would encourage you to be with us down in Florida next year because it is a huge encouragement. And I think the blessing is much greater when we come together and get to all the communion that we have after and, and together and meeting different people. I've just met wonderful people this year. So thank you guys. Just to continue on, you can hold that one. Um, just, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you know, but this facility here has bent over backwards for us to be here um, and has really gave us a better price for the facility for the time we needed and also have been extremely helpful in just the logistical stuff. Uh, Zach um, Bass was our contact person here. And his staff has been incredibly helpful in so many ways. Um, just they have so many little things around here. I mean, like this, this stage was here when we got here, um, you know, and we just had to add a few things. I and mean, just so many of the things were already aligned up and in place, working with the food as well. Um, they don't usually let, allow another cook from outside to come in. But for our group, they did. So all the wonderful food you had was uh, back, bending back over outside of their comfort zone to actually make sure that we are taken care of well. And I just want to put that out there um, for, for, I mean, just amazing. Uh, the Lord has really blessed them and blessed us by uh, how they've worked with us. Well, we don't, we've, we've got a short time here, so we want to make the most of it. So we'd like to hear from you. Um, you've heard a little bit about the direction we see the Lord leading, but we want to be open to, to you. And so we've got two mics up front here. Anyone who would like to come forward and share what's on your heart, um, we'd love to hear. If you have questions or just whatever. The thought just came to me as I was sitting here, and you're saying we need more farmers? Why, I live in a farming community. All around me are farmers. Why, don't, why doesn't someone create me an evangelistic um, study guide that would relate to farming, that I could sit down with my farming neighbors and help them to become Adventist farmers? But I need it written in a different language, perhaps, that they would be more interested and more drawn. They're very drawn to my husband. He's uh, knowledgeable, and they depend on him. They call him on the phone and ask him for questions all the time. But we just haven't flowed right. And the thought hit me this morning. There's lots of farmers in my area. Just help me make them become Adventists. And then we have many more Adventist farmers. I felt the need for, for some sort of uh, uh, tool for that purpose because we interact with a lot of people, our, our uh, colleagues. And, and um, if we could have a set of Bible studies that were that came at the Bible from an agricultural perspective, and so it was very relevant. Uh, I think that would be very, very powerful. So if anybody is gifted in that area, I would encourage you to develop some Bible studies along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to do it, and it's been a burden to, to, to do something like that. And I think that my problem is I've got too many irons in the fire and um, I'm too much of an overachiever and not uh, concentrating enough on, you know, a few vital projects. But um, I think what we really need is as if the Lord blesses us with resources, and I'm talking about financial resources, that we could actually have... an um, someone that's paid to do that so that they because everybody's got to earn a living everybody's got to put food on the table if we had some resources it would it would really help develop some tools like that um, part of the reason why we are moving so slow as, a, as an association is because the board is primarily 
farmers, and farmers are the busiest people on the planet. And so to try to farm and do this work, it's, it's really slow. Um, so we need, we need um, talent. We need people who have the burden. They're not necessarily stretched as far as we are that can come on board and, and, and just work with us to develop these tools. I have a suggestion on the, the supplying the farmer need, and I, I realize that uh, you know a lot more with uh, spawning training and so forth is is the real <clears throat> the real answer. But I think maybe uh, having something on the website that would uh, post uh, needs and also people who are looking for or opportunities for training, also like in sort of like in the back of growing for market, you know with a disclaimer that we do not necessarily endorse whatever happens afterward um, would be, you know, a good start because I read those ads very, you know, and every now and then it tugs on my heart just reading those ads even though they're not related to. I mean, this, uh, this brought tears to my eyes the other day when, or night when John said seven farmers that said, I, I should be one of those. <laughs> so there are people out there that, that could be pulled in um, if uh, you know, we ha had that. Um, then my other thing, I just put in two other items, and that is you know, I feel that uh, there's a big hole with Bob Jorgensen, and I think we've done a good job in this conference in you know, putting inspiration and in that slot but I think we can, in future conferences, really make sure we, you know, really fill that as much as we can. I think we have some good people in our leadership. If they, you know, um, can really give that message of history and, and uh, what God is calling that will stir people, they have to move out. And so I think we need to really make sure that stays a strong strength in that, and um, and then the other thing was that sort of related to that, that I think in this conference we've done uh, good steps with the pre-conference uh, seminars and so forth to give the beginners and the potential homesteaders or people who are moving out of the city the tools and inspiration that they need. But I think we can do more in that maybe in having a panel of people that can tell those great stories of how God has helped them just to get out of the city and figure out how to land right side up, some, some of those kind of things, and even more of practical, you know, classes that will help that. So I think we're doing really great with dealing with a small farmer, you might say, but we can continue to encourage and give the the flavor that this is for the people that are just wanting to get out of Dallas or, or whatever. So, Appreciate that. And, and I do want to say that we are taking notes. We've got our note takers down here. So we do, we do take your suggestions seriously. Just a thought. Um, you know, I, I know that we on our farm, we're quite passionate about training. And I, I, don't, I haven't heard a lot about this block training, but farmers are busy, and there's a lot of people that are looking for opportunities to learn. And I, just the thought just kind of came to me, maybe what we really need to be focusing on is helping farms that are in place have the ability to take apprentices on. Because I know for us, that has been a held up for a lot of years. I mean, if the Lord wants it, it happens. And we always have been able to take those who come. But I know some of your situations, you're not really in a place where you could take on an apprentice. If you could take on an apprentice, I mean, we were able to do what we could for this conference this year because we had six apprentices that were pulling the weight of our farm this summer. And so, you know, we just, we've got all these farms that really are happening. Is there a way that we can connect people who want to learn in a, in a more efficient, simple, go, to, go work with Darren Greenfield. He has a little place you can stay for a week or two and work with him. 
Also, I would, I would like to add to that from the institutional perspective more is that you probably heard it from here that you have two veins or lines of needs. One is finding a farmer. But then if you're a young farmer who wants to go, you are in need of land where you can do it. And so depending which breakout session you went or panel discussion, you see these two, two things. And it's like if you step back, it would be like, so, just connect the two. But why it's not connecting is that why can't just farmers go who would love to, who's ready, let's say, um, because there are farmers, young farmers even here. And I know towards the West, there are people who would love to, but there's, I, if you don't mind, uh, if I go on the challenge, one of the challenges that we have that I believe is holding back the work is that this movement is a revival, but it's not happening in people's heart and mind who are in leadership position of many institutions. And so when you want, would like to see the change to take place um, and you want to connect the two needs or pair up, match up um, the farmers with the land, um, there's already a movement in many of the institutions or organizations or um, other movements that they already have a direction and in, in you know that it, the record, just like the Protestant movement is, has been, is that we are not so open to new light, new direction. We start feeling threatened when the new comes in. And so I'm soliciting your prayers, is that I believe it could be more simpler, more quicker uh, solutions if there would be a revival of restoring the waste places, especially uh, of the, in the leadership setting where we are, instead of having spirit of competition uh, between institutions and ministries and so forth, where we are realizing, yes, let's pull together, let's train, and yes, um, let's not look towards the past, uh, let's more look towards the future, and that let's advance in the light. Let's not keep... Um, trying to stay where we are to tradition, whatever, but let's be open to the light. And so I'm soliciting your prayers because the challenge is huge. Okay, it looks like we've got a number of people. We have a young man here. If it would be something that you can consider, if it's possible for the speakers in the classes to... Um, make handouts for most of the classes. I think it would be a good tool for people to take back home. Thank you. I appreciate that comment. I want to say thanks. We're from uh, an ag state of Nebraska, and uh, I've just really loved what you've prepared here for us. It's just uh, been really food for the soul. And I want to say that you're a little hard on yourselves because for farmers, you've got to understand things happen as a seed, then the shoot, and then Amen. the Amen. full bloom, you know, and finally the harvest, and you're doing great. You're just in the right stage, and uh, you're going to see a, a good harvest. Uh, I have a couple suggestions. One is a comment about jobs and connecting with jobs. Some Adventist somewhere in the world has has put together a website called ministryjoe.com, and it is just this. It's a job uh, connecting site, and so to not rework re, uh, the wheel, but rather to have one central hub, it's a very nice site, and you can perhaps make use of that, ministryjo.com. Uh, another thing that I was going to suggest is uh, competency-based farmer. So you're saying we need farmers, but how do you know those farmers really know what they're doing? 
uh, and if the association would make some sort of certification or at least a knowledge that this person knows about trees and this person knows about grafting, this person knows soil and water and what are the competencies that make a farmer and so that when you're doing apprenticeship, they're actually aiming at something and you could check off their knowledge base or somehow so that, that uh, if an uh, institution in California calls and says, who do you got, uh, they know that what kind of person they're getting uh, would be helping and uh, to build those competencies, uh, portfolio, that would be great. Another uh, thought I had is also uh, the leaders. You're saying we're not getting the strategic buy-in from conference leaders and things. And one of that would be to seed the ideas by maybe paying their way to such a conference as this where they could, or, or to your farms, where you actually, we've been in Turkey as missionaries, and there's a Muslim group there that has paid for over 4,000 U.S. senators and professors to come to Turkey for two weeks and see their Muslim uh, life. And these senators and professors and journalists that they've paid, I mean, it's been a lot of money, but now they are warm towards Turkish people. And it's very strategic uh, work. And if we could somehow get the right people... It was so powerful to hear this Fresno Academy man speak. We'll send other academy principals to that academy and let him share his vision. Uh, something on that uh, regard. Thanks so much. I just want to... Very excellently well thought out comments. I just want to say. Um, you know, I, I personally, I was looking at the sheet back there. I know quite a bit of the stories behind those institutions and the reasons why they don't have farmers and the reasons why they, the ones that do, do have farmers. Um, and it does come down to competency, for sure. And that definitely needs to be the mainstay of the situation. Um, you know, we can't, we can't be too hard on these institutions because they don't really know how to cast a vision for these farmers as far as now you're going to do this, this, and this. And so that farmer has to be able to have a vision in and of themselves to cast for that institution on that, on that side of things. And the other side of things is that we kind of have a bad history of incompetency in our farmers and they waste a lot of money and they start too big and they go belly side up. And so, um, Mr. Greenfield, I think the block training program is one step in that right direction. I don't know if you were you to share on that, but... Um, Maybe it'd be an appropriate time to kind of cast a little vision as far as how you see that happening. I don't know. Up to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, thank you, Byron, for the uh, comments that you made. Um, we, we have discussed about having some kind of a certificate that a person would have of competency. That one's a hard one to nail down because depending on where a person is, you know, with their own abilities and so forth. Some people can learn very quickly and some people not. Um, so when you have a course over a, a period of time, at the end of that course, some are going to be ready to go and some are not. Some need more. So we'll have to be creative, you know, as far as how we, how we do that. Um, it seems to me, I went through an apprenticeship program in New Zealand as a fitter turner and machinist, and it was a four-year... 8,000-hour um, apprenticeship with about a year's equivalent of technical college. And even go after going through that four-year uh, program, at the end of it, you're just starting. You're just, you're actually, you learn a lot more once you're, you're responsible and have to carry some weight. So um, as far as equipping people ready to farm. I think farming is more demanding than just about any other profession. There's so many facets, so many things you have to, to know and, and learn. And to think that we can train competent farmers in a very short period of time is, is you know, we're setting them up for failure. So pray for us that we can really um, meet the need in a, in a way that's going to set people up for success and not for failure because we really want to see this work done well so that uh, it will encourage more and more to get on board.
Can I just comment to that? I was at an institution for three years, and that doesn't qualify me necessarily to speak to it, I don't think, but my experience is that the institutions, people, it's not just institutions, people who don't do agriculture as a profession, don't, it's very difficult for them to step outside of a nine-to-five job or the thinking of a nine-to-five job. They put in many more hours than nine-to-five, usually anyone at an institution. But it's hard to understand how the function of work happens on a farm because it's outside of how we generally work. And so when you come in as a farmer, it's really difficult to, for people to um, perceive how the functionality of a farm happens. And I think one of the things that is that we have to go back to our model. We have a model that's been given to us. And there's two things. My wife did the track on, on um, what was her track's name? I don't True Education? Is that, yeah, whatever it is. Um, and it seems to me that it starts at, at home. If we don't have children coming up from the home who know how to work, it makes it much more difficult to take them into any program, whether it's at our schools or whether it's a block training program, and really make any headway with them. And so we need to really have true education starting with you guys, raising up children that are prepared to go into this kind of work. That's the first step. But then in the institutions, we have to also follow the model where if you're a teacher if you're a principal, if you're a director, if you are a medical director, part of your hours of work has to incorporate some type of agriculture. It's not an option as far as I understand, and it's not that you need to be a market gardener. It means that you have to have some working understanding of the A, B, and C. Uh, Steve Meyer, the first time I came to one of these, pointed out to, to the well, me, because I was sitting in the crowd, it's the ABs, A, B, and C, not the ABCs. That means that it's the very beginning portion. It's not the whole picture. But if we don't understand the very beginning, the rest really doesn't function properly. And so we have to sort of, there's some framework that needs to be put in place to even get to a block training, to get to a proper farming model. And not that God can't intervene on that, and he's going to have to, because... I don't see very many of those models functioning. but So we have a lot of challenges in this process, and we're trying to work through those. And anybody who can support us, if you have a farm, has been mentioned, where you can take interns, or you're willing to come and teach at a block training, and you do have particular skills, we, we need to know who you are, one. And two, we need help to organize it. If you have managerial skills that we can hand off things to you, we're looking for that type of thing too, correct? Or marketing type of things, yeah. Yeah, and we're, we're really running out of time quickly here, and I know there's a number of people that would like to say something, but I, I, I hope you've gotten, you've heard that plea for help. You know, we need help marketing and advertising. We need help um, organizing conferences. Um, we need help uh, website development, you know, all of these things. So let's hear from you. And I know before we end, Alan wants to appeal for, for help with the conference next year. But, but I'd like to hear from a few more of you. Yeah, uh, to start with, just want to, um, as somebody had mentioned before, just to appreciate the amount of effort that's gone into this, and it's really um, been perfect timing for us because uh, my family were looking to to move out into the country next year and to begin this process, and we're not experienced farmers or anything, and it really was uh, providential because we were at the general conference and we came by the booth that uh, Mr. Deisinger had, and and we're thinking. We're asking questions. They, there's an Adventist website for resources for, for farmers, and it was just perfect timing for us. We went out there, took advantage of some of the resources, bought some books, and then uh, signed up for the conference right away. 
so it's really been great. And then to find out it's only been here for a company, that you guys have really been in existence for two, three years, you know, trying to put this on is, you know, incredible what you've, you've accomplished. But um, a couple of thoughts. Um, one is um, we've had really good experience hosting exchange students. And so we've, you know, when we were here, we were, we were talking about, well, we'd like to have apprentice, apprentices, but um, because it kind of serves, you get the same sort of benefit. You have somebody coming in, join your family, and, and you create those relationships. And we're not going to be anywhere near um, a position to be able to accept anybody because we're just starting out. Um, but it would really be um, helpful to have uh, for us some, some thoughts about the types of experiences that, um, that you would want an apprentice to have at, at a farm. And it probably depends on the type of farm that you have, but the type of experiences so that you know, as we're setting things up and we're, and we're um, uh, becoming farmers, we have that in our mind. Here's some things that we need to shoot for and to think about as we're setting up our operations and, and documenting and, and, and um, uh, you know, writing down our experiences, uh, that would help us to shoot for, you know, at, at some point in the future, don't know how, you know, how far in it, you know, many years down the road that may be, but we would know, hey, I think we're ready because, you know, we could offer this, 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 and this. Um, and the other thought, and I didn't really, hasn't really been thought through a whole lot because I just thought of it um, a, a little bit ago, was maybe a scholarship or a subsidy or something. As uh, somebody mentioned, you know, you bring an apprentice in and, you know, it's kind of a wash, <laughs> you know, as far as the productivity you get out of them versus um, the, the amount of effort and extra time it takes and the mistakes that they make. And so maybe some thoughts about maybe um, either towards the apprentice or to the um, the uh, family that is taking them in didn't have to be a whole lot, but just just an idea about it, you know some sort of a, a scholarship. But the, anyway, um, thank you so much for putting in the amount of time that that you guys have in, in a really great conference. Thank you for those thoughts. Sorry. Um, actually, this hasn't just started. It's been alluded to about Bob Jorgensen. Um, um, net. There's information there. And... Is it net? Anyhow, mmpress, if you'll Google it, you can get there. There's a lot of information there over the years of true education and agriculture that people can get. We've been given tools of books... So instead of putting the burden on the farmers and everything, you've given us some tools, and we need to go home and study. So next year, some of our questions can already be answered, and we can go forward. <coughs> Another thing, the little lad that came up here. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. We can train our children, our grandchildren. So throughout the year, with the information that we already have been given us, tools, go back to our homes, go back to our churches, go back to our communities. Let's get our hands in the soil. We can do that. We can raise up a generation. So it, the burden's not on all of you guys. It's on us, too. We need to do our part. We truly need to do our part, get up off of our tails, and get out there. We really do. The time is late. So I would encourage. I, I grew up on a farm. I left the farm. I got the college education. And now I'm returning back. And... We don't have a huge farm. We have, I don't know, 7,000 acres. I mean, 7,000 7, acres square foot garden. We've taken some of that information that we have learned and have appreciated and have put to practice ourselves first, and we've shared it with our church members. We've had some little classes at our church. We've invited the community. We've had people over to our house. That's what we need to do. We need to grow all of this, and we can help, and we can do that. 
So I would encourage everybody, what you do know, please share it. Don't hide it. Please share it. I appreciate that. And, and the, the reality, and I appreciate the way she said that, that, you know, if it's up to us to make this happen, it's never going to happen. But if, if you all take the seed, the seeds that we have tried to sow here with, by the Lord's strength and um, take them home and plant them wherever you are, then it will grow. And just, um, it's mmpress.info. Our good secretary, Daniel LaFlair, is at home watching this and <laughs> sending us information here. So, Thank you. Good morning. This has been a very interesting long weekend for me because maybe it's similar to how some homeschool parents feel when they're asked, what grade is your child in? Because I've been asked, I couldn't even count the times, are you a farmer or are you a gardener? There is no other option. And I had to create another option. My option is educator. I'm an educator, and I'm an educator looking to be educated. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here. I'm neither a farmer nor a gardener, but I want to learn. I'm here to learn. A friend of mine told me about this conference, and so immediately after Sabbath, I went and signed up for it. And what I have found in teaching, I've taught grades, kindergarten, all the way through university level now, and I found that the sooner you reach a child, the more they're going to learn, the more they're going to absorb it, and the more they're going to hold it. And if we can get the children young to get interested in gardening, to get interested in farming, this is where I believe we need to start. Um, my wife had the opportunity a couple of years ago to go and work at an outdoor school. And she, was, she felt, what am I going to teach at this outdoor school? And she felt really impressed to teach about soil. And so I don't know how many five-gallon buckets that we hauled around in the back of our truck. And every time we found some different soil, we picked it up, and she went and taught about soil. And I know that one of them was we stopped. We saw somebody digging a grave at a cemetery and stopped and got some soil from where they dug it out. And that was interesting. And they were saying, what were you doing? You know, but, but if we can reach... The children, even if going, even if you had a day or two or three days to go and do an outdoor school, because I know that almost every elementary school within the Adventist system does an outdoor school for a week. Just take a day or two or three and, and possibly go and do that. Or even at a summer camp, now though summer is your busiest time, but has anybody ever thought about having a farmer summer camp? Yeah, have a winter camp for children. And it's almost the same thing as, as an outdoor school. And so if we can just get the children involved and get them interested, and I would be one of the first ones to sign up because I want to learn. There's so much I want to learn. And, and like I said, I, I want to do this. And my wife and I are looking to move out. And we want to get away from the city. We want to get away from what we're doing right now and get back to true education. Uh, I teach at a university. My wife teaches at a public, or she's a counselor at a public school. And we're wanting to get away and, and do the right thing and to be able to go to a small school or go to a community or go someplace to do this. Our Adventist children, most of them, are in, we used to say they're in our schools, but they're not anymore. They're in public schools. But if we could just find a way to reach them and I believe there are ways in brainstorming and coming up with ideas and working together is what we need to do. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I'm just going to ask that no more come up. We'll try to take those who've come up, but we're going to have to wrap this up here. But I, we, we really do appreciate your thoughts and comments. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Oh, 
Just to give a, I'll go ahead and give a, a quick challenge. Quick? Can what? I make a comment real sure. quick? When I had the farm out at Black Hills, uh, when I was working out there, one of the things that I would do with the interns when they first showed up was we would take a walk of the farm, and I would show them everything in the farm, and I'd talk about everything on the farm so that they kind of, you know, knew what the farm was about. And the first thing I would do is we would come back to the, to the greenhouse area, and then I would ask them, what did you see? They didn't see anything. They, they almost ne- it was almost invariably they couldn't tell me what we had just done. And I'm not saying that to degrade them. They didn't know what they were seeing. They, didn't, they were just trying to grab a scope, and it was out of scope. Right? They, they couldn't really grasp what I was telling them because they didn't know. But we, don't, we, we struggle to reason from cause to effect a lot of time. And, and so through the season, what, what I would do is I'd take them out again. And now they knew what I was up to. And so they would pay a lot more attention. And then the next thing I would do is I would do something like I would tell them all the lettuces. We grew like 15 different head lettuces. And so I would tell them the names of all the head lettuces. And then we would go out you know, a few weeks later. I'd say, so what, what is this lettuce? And no one could, you know, but then they would know I was up to. And so they'd learn the lettuces. And so, as we're training our children, I would encourage you, one of the things we have to do is encourage them to be able to reason from cause to effect. Reason things out for themselves, because a lot of times when people come, and I think I'm speaking to this idea of training up the children that the the gentleman was mentioning, that is a fundamental key in, in what proper education is, is they can think for themselves, and they don't regurgitate information. Right. But help them to understand that they need to observe, 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 take that observation in and deduce. The quick challenge that I wanted to give uh, is as far as getting the word out about what is happening and these principles, conference and union papers are often looking for articles. They may not be crying out loud, but you can write articles and send them in, and they may be published, and that will spread this. Uh, farther, and that's not just that's not here. That's for us that we can all do that. And I appreciated the comp- competency-based uh, comment from Mr. Parks. And uh, I wonder if there may be some of that, not all of the picture we have already existing somewhere else that we can. I appreciated that. You now, where you point to the resources that are already there, and there may be some of that as far as the education c- components as well. How many saw the article in the, what's it called? The record? I think most of our locals are gone now. But, um, you know, there was an article in the union record, um, but yet it's clear that not not everybody reads that because there were a lot of people here that said, you know, we we didn't know about this. Um, And just adding on to what you just said about communication, uh, well, first let me just say that my family and I, from myself to the youngest, we've all been blessed. Um, It's been a blessing on many multiple levels and uh, makes you reevaluate your whole decision-making from from the past and where you're going forward. And so I just want to thank all the presenters, all the speakers, everyone that has sacrificed their time to put materials, and uh, we really appreciate it. And um, there's many questions I have uh, concerning going the next, to the next level, um, but the one that, for strangely enough, has been burning all on my heart all week is um, what we can do to um, sort of expand our communication, reaching out to some of the other ethnic and regional conferences um, I grew up in a regional conference, and uh, when I look back at uh, what would have been a great help to my personal development would have been uh, a program like this. Uh, it's very much needed in that environment, and um, in any environment, that's the way God created us. So I just wanted to make sure when you guys put your thinking caps on and you reevaluate which I know you will because I've observed the character and the desire for you guys to spread it, to just try to figure out a way that even outside the, the realms of website, article, what can we do to actually physically 
reach out to some of the other uh, groups to make sure that when we look out among us, we see a rainbow of God's people. And it's not anything to discredit any effort on anyone's here. It's just sometimes in certain things as a people, uh, when it comes to coming together, there's sometimes a challenge, and I know that. So I'm just figuring out what can we do to make sure that all of God's people are here. Amen. I, I, I appreciate that comment, and we are sensitive to those issues, and we just need somebody to point us to people because, you know, it's not that we don't want that, but we need help finding that rainbow. I would just like to say, I, I personally have, have said to myself, I want to reach out and do that. But I do, I've read in Christ Object Lessons, it says, uh, you cannot impart what you do not possess. So I would ask that everyone here pray for me to be able to be an example of that so when I communicate it, I have something to show. Amen. I can just give you a word of encouragement on that. Last night I talked to Lance from Tacoa, and he introduced me to a few folks down here. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely something that will be in the works. Praise God. Amen. One quick thing is it just was a logistical issue, but we have a lot of... Um, People, my, my grandparents, of course, I'm, you know, half Hispanic, and so I have a great feeling. I have a cousin that was up here for GCA, told him about the conference, he's from Colombia, and he's like, I, I'll try to get these and translate them down there for people in Colombia. The, the conference sessions, you know, either overdo the voices or whatever, so there's, there's a great need for it, and... Um, I'll be talking a little bit more, but it really comes down to logistics and getting the people that are willing to do, whether it's the translation work or whether it is tapping into um, different groups and stuff like that. But we would love to see that happen. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, I wanted to bring out a concept that I think may help alleviate uh, the issue and the burden concerning our farms and our institutions that I think may help um, for training, um, generally like at an institution or at a family business or ministry uh, has CSAs or um, sells to the community, there usually is like a nest. Whether it's an institution, there's a nest, and, and whether it's a, uh, a family business, there's like a nest, and there's people in the nest uh, where, like John, I'm sure you can identify with this, you, your children are trained to know how to run the farm as well as you. And we're seeing this, too, also at the institutions. There are people that are trained. Um, to, like, there's the main farmer, and then there's people that are learning. And that would perhaps give an opportunity for you to go out and train others. And the issue is, I think you want to try and get the work done, because there's so much work that needs to be done. So at, at the same time, this could become evangelistic, because I, myself, I am seeing that there are other people that want to raise up industries. And what we need is industry. Because industry generates income, and income can buy us time and uh, situations where we can help hire and help other people to get work done. So if, like, uh, some of you gentlemen uh, would have someone that has training to a certain degree, whether it's for harvesting or for packaging or CSAs, then someone could go out and train someone, and you can hire someone. As long as each industry or farm or family is Adventist because we don't like we don't want to have someone that's not an Adventist run our institutions or run our farms, then we could go out and train others and hire workers because we'll have the money to do so. For example, uh, I'm at an institution in Tennessee and there's a family there and they're they're raising up a food industry, and with this food industry we can hire workers and you know pay them to to get this food out. Um, so with this money, you can hire people for your farm, for example. Like your son makes, John, your son makes these tools, and, and you can travel around, and that could bring people in. Or um, with this food industry I was bringing up, you can hire people to, to do other things, and, and that frees you up. So I guess that's a principle of trying to bring up is that um, I'm seeing people at the higher levels like the president of my institution, he wears many hats and travels around because people at lower levels are able to kind of hold the weight while the person's gone. 
So as farmers, we could train people in like a foreman-type environment, and then you could go out and train others, and someone is back at camp. Do you know what I'm saying? So really, I think what the issue is, you're trying to get the work done when it's busy, you know, like for CSAs or packaging or meeting customers. So there are people that we could train uh, that will have some knowledge, while we at the higher levels or people that do want to train can go out and train others. So I just wanted to share that. Appreciate that, and I will just wrap up the Thank you. town hall part. Then, you can, but um, yeah, well, I can tell you on our farm that's what we're trying to do. I'm trying to train the next generation um, how to take over the the day to day running of the farm, and I'm just kind. I can step back a little bit and help um, help carry on some of these things but thank you so much for your comments i wish we had another hour or two that we could uh, keep going with this but we want to keep to the schedule and i think alan are you wanting to speak to your sure so we the the board has reorganized to to the in a way so that um each of each of these initiatives is the responsibility or we have a point person that for these initiatives, um, Mr. Greenfield would be the block train program, that aspect of it. He's still trying to develop that because he just got approved not too, too long ago, but he's going to do an excellent job, we feel. Um, as far as the area that I'm over currently is, is the conference. And, of course, that's logistically that's quite broad. But um, last year we didn't really have good format. We've gotten a lot more organized this year. Format not as far as the scheduling of the conference, but format as far as being able to have have a place where people could write down their names so that we could integrate them and kind of spread out the weight for the conference and all the logistics and the responsibilities and the work that goes into an event like this. And so what we've done is that we've divided the conference into four logistical areas. Um, one is uh, registration uh, logistics, and we're just... This doesn't mean that we're going to choose everyone, but we just want to see what people we have to pull from. So I'll just put that out there. Um, but we have registration logistics, which would be web registration and on-site registration. We have programming logistics, which is basically the meetings and stuff that you've been seeing up here and out in all the breakout sessions, how that operates, the schedule, um, contacting speakers, um, and helping with some of the design aspects of the conference. And... Uh, then the other one would be um, PR and marketing, promotional logistics. Basically, the people that write the articles to go in the magazines, the people that um, just come up with the advertising aspects of things and such like that. And then we have on-site logistics, which is what my mother has been helping with extensively here. And that would be everything from Audioverse to making sure the rooms are clean to... Um, you know, making sure you order trees for the tree planting. There's just a lot of things involved. And so I have a sign-up sheet that I'll have at the back of the room after this. If you feel like you have a passion or expertise in any one of these areas, we would love you to put your name, uh, your cell phone number, or home phone, uh, email, and then the area of interest where you can feel like you can help out with. And what we're going to do, as, as the point person, we're going to be having people that are going... I'm not going to be, I can't do it all myself. So we're going to divide this among four individuals and then I'll give these sheets to them and then they'll have a kitty of names to pull from so that they can be able to take over those separate parts of the conference. That way we can spread the weight out and no one's overburdened as we move forward with the 2017 conference and, and on. And if anyone here is uh, interested in either being an intern on a farm somewhere or helping out with the uh, training aspect of it, would you meet with me after we close now and just I can take your name and contact details and as we continue to develop this program we can uh, keep you informed and, and try to work together to pull this off because it's going to take all of us um, to, you know, to move ahead with what God has given us to do, this work. It's not something that we can accomplish alone. We, we have to do it together, and, and when we do it together, I, I believe God's really going to bless. So please, if you could meet me at the front here, we would be able to uh, talk a little.
So Daryl Hosford's not here right now. He's the one who's running the website. So I'm going to speak on behalf of our, our website. If you have a skill, this is something that we really need assistance with. Um, if you know how to manage websites, if you know how to, to make them function, uh, we use uh, WordPress. So if you understand WordPress websites and you've seen our website and you have ideas about that that you don't just want to give us an idea but are willing to assist us in accomplishing, I would love to get some information from you and I can pass that along to Daryl. We have our own ideas about what we would, want, we would like to see our website function like. And so if you have a skill set that could assist us in that, we would love some assistance. And so if you would meet me <clears throat> in the back as well, um, we can get your names and get that passed along to the right people and get people connected. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean if I have 15 people tell me they want to do the same thing, we can only, you know, one person would be the pick. So, you know, I don't want to promise too much, but we do definitely need some help. And then just closing on, on the, um, the magazine, the Roots magazine, I, I've had a number of people saying, when's the next, next magazine coming out? Um, a big part of, one of Daniel's biggest challenges has been finding content. You know, he's trying to ask us to write articles and we're saying, you know, we just can't do it right now. So um, if you have a, a burden for an article and if you're a writer that, that can use your talents that way, you know, just start feeding those to Daniel. I, I know he was trying to set up a, an email account through our website. Um, and or you can just go on our website and send it to info or contact. I think at adventistag.org. Um, that would be very helpful. Okay, well we're over time. We need to wrap it up here. But there are just a few things we want to do in wrapping up. First of all, I just we can't end this conference without giving some thanks. And and I I think the. The biggest thanks we want to give is to the Seiler family. The whole Seiler family has been hugely involved. In fact, I think it would be safe to say that this conference wouldn't be happening without them. And um, the whole family, Ricky has been the one overseeing all the, um, the airport runs and, and done, doing a lot of behind the scenes work. Vivian has has done a huge job in overseeing all the logistics and, and keeping things running smoothly here, being the liaison with the with the conference center here. Um, Aubrey has been in charge of making sure the the main meetings here running smoothly and, and Alan was over all the programming. So we just want to say a big, big thank you to the Seiler family. And there are many other volunteers that have helped to make it possible. And I'm afraid if I start naming names, we'll forget some. But thank you, thank you to all those who helped in so many big and small ways to make it run smoothly. And the exciting thing I wanted to say is that the, the Silers, I think, have committed to helping next year. So we're, we're excited about that. We'll, we'll give them a few days before they have to say yes. But... Before they have to say yes. <laughs> um, Anyway, we, we praise God. He's the one we really want to thank for, for the way that this conference has gone. And we want to just close here. And we're going to do something. I don't know how it's going to work because we realize a lot of people have had to leave already. But last year, we saw the Lord leading on the hearts of a lot of young people. And at the end of the conference, we made a call for young people who were feeling God's call 
to get more involved in agriculture. And that doesn't necessarily mean being a farmer, but it's just a call to say, if you feel God working on your heart to be more involved in agriculture, that uh, you would come forward. And we had a big group that came forward last year. And I would just like to ask all those who were here last year at our conference last year that that answered that call if you would be willing to come to the front right now is there any i know there's some that are here that heard that call on their hearts to become more involved in agriculture just come on up to the front And then what I want to do now is ask if there are others who are here for the first time this year. If you felt God calling on your heart to be more involved in agriculture. And that's between you and the Lord what that means. But if you would come and join these other young people up here. Amen. Praise God. This is our greatest hope for the future of agriculture and Adventism. And we want to have a special prayer for these young people as well as the older ones. You don't have to be young to be feeling God's call to agriculture. In fact, maybe we should open it up. How many others would like to come who really have felt in a new and more powerful way this weekend God's call, the importance of agriculture? Praise God. Just come right up front here. There's room for more. As I know I said earlier in the weekend, God created man to live in the garden. And so the devil is doing all he can to keep man out of the garden. So don't expect it to be easy. But God wants to walk with us in the garden. So let's all stand together and let's have a closing prayer. And then we want to sing our theme song. We want to go out with singing. Dear Father in heaven, we just want to praise you and thank you um, for making the garden. It was your idea in the very beginning. You were the very first gardener. And we just want to thank you for the beauty and the benefit that you've created in just the natural world and system. We pray, dear Father, as we go forward from here, that we have received information that will make that transition easier, more joyful, and the experience more of a reality every day of our lives from here on out. In your name we ask, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.